Welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh, fuck, and we're back. <laughs> it's me, your old pal, Jeff. And I'm the other guy, Josh. I'm here. We're here, and we're ready to talk about some Star Trek. You guys ready? Oh, um, I was. I woke up today with a boner. That means I'm ready. <laughs> You only have to worry about days you wake up without one. Oh, or am I right? Am I right, <laughs> ladies? Um, so, <laughs> on this episode of M-Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about Deep Space Nine Season 6, Episode 22, Valiant, mm-hmm. as a part of our uh, Yakub's uh, Skeleton Crew Collection. I think this is the second episode in this collection. Yeah, this is. Is there three this time, or four? I think there's Four? Yeah, I think there's four. Uh, so the skeleton oh, crew is, you know, the crew gets whittled down to its bare minimum, and, and it happens in this one, but it's not the crew we're following. No, it's a different crew full of obnoxious teenagers. And they, they almost all suck. Every single one of them pretty much sucks. I'm it's not true. gonna lie. <laughs> so, classic um, Red Squad. Classic Red Squad. <laughs> so, right off the top of the bat at the beginning of this episode, I would love to let you know that our show is sponsored uh, by two people this time, because oh, yeah. uh, you're only supposed to get two episodes, but March has an extra uh, year in it or something, it feels like. It's a leap year? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, this episode's coming out on the 30th, so we decided we're just going to split it between the sponsors from March and April. Uh, yeah. The sponsors for March were uh, Tapon's Theater on Subspace, which you can find at ttos.cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tapon tested, Hoteen approved. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go get a Hoteen shake. And our new um, sponsors for April are the band Balefire, uh, led up by longtime M-Class emailer and uh, enjoyer, I hope, Metroid Mike, which you can find on Twitter and Instagram at SummonBalefire, and on Spotify and iTunes for all their uh, chiptune heavy metal goodness. Check oh, them out. It's, it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> uh, since this episode is coming out on the 30th, like a day before April Fool's, I thought it would yeah. be pertinent to tell you guys uh, we're not doing an April Fool's joke. You're getting a whole episode. Don't worry about. <laughs> this Justin, it's us, Jork and Junt. <laughs> it's time for Jork and Junt's corner of delicious goods. Forget about that stupid podcast or whatever from Earth with those filthy humans. Yeah, we're taking over the radio station or whatever. What, whatever the in-fiction reason is, we're here and we're going to sell you some perfect space goods. Perfect. So, I love money. <laughs> so open up your space wallets. I don't know how we carry money. I mean, I carry mine in a sack and I bury under my bed. Because you can't trust banks. Yeah, yeah. Which bed is that? Just wondering. Your mama's bed. Oh, shit. Your naked mama's bed. <laughs> she better goddamn be naked. Yeah. I, I don't agree. know why I want that so bad, but apparently that's what we want. <laughs> this is Freudian as hell. 
Don't think about it too much. Instead, think about these hot new deals. Deals, 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 deals. Have you ever thought, boy, I'd love to have this hot liquid inside of a container? Well, do I have a container for you? I love drinking all of my hot liquids out of a container. Well, this container is called a cup. And it's a human delicacy. Apparently, you can eat it after you drink out of it. With 17 colors and flavors of delicious porcelain. I'm not sure why humans love to eat these so much. They're pretty hard and pretty jagged, but they do make your teeth extra spiky. Ooh, yeah. The ladies love spiky teeth. The ladies love big ears and a spiky teeth. Hey, are your ears too small? (laughs) Do I have the perfect pill for you? It's called Viagra. Pop it down and your ears are guaranteed to grow two sizes or your money back. Except not. We're not doing that. If your ears stay too large for more than four Bajoran hours, make sure you get someone to umox the shit out of them. Because don't waste that. If your ears stay extra big for more than four hours, call me. That sounds rad. Let's compare ear sizes. If you want bigger ears today, order your Viagra by pressing 9 on your pad. I don't know how this is getting to you. What's a podcast? <laughs> Push your communicator like nine times. We'll, beep, we'll beep, get beep, it beep. somehow. It's, I don't know, it's practically magic. I don't know. It's only six easy payments of 999 slips of gold press latinum. Is that all? (laughs) What a deal. Do you want to wear a Jork and Junt April Fool's shirt? Do we have those? (laughs) I don't even know what April Fool's is, but if you lay down the latinum, then you bet your ass you're going to get it. (laughs) Shirt it. You can buy a Jork and Junt shirt it. It's just a regular shirt, but we are selling it. We get all your money. I don't know how Earth money works when compared to Latinum. I imagine it's not very much. So just keep shoving as much money as you can into the internet tubes. We need lots of your money. Like, pretty much all of it. What had happened was we used to own a moon. But then this bartender fucked us over. He bought the moon. Now we have no revenue. Ugh. Quark! I hate that guy. Humi lover. Whoa! (laughs) Oh, shit, I didn't mean to get racist on this. Whoa! Can we we go back? Can we delete this? Oh, shit, it's live. I'm sure it'll get deleted. (laughs) Ah, shit. Uh... Anyway, head on over to Jork and Junt's Broadcasting Discount Banquet dot com slash seven six three slash comics <laughs> slash store. It's uh, so easy to remember. Give us all your latinum or else Junt. I just want to say, I love you, Junt. (laughs) 
Oh, Jesus. I didn't know we were doing this publicly. And okay. even though I'm your new stepfather. <laughs> Wait, what? That's Jork and Judd's Broadcast Emporium off the exit of Paramus, New Jersey. We've got seven new locations, all in Paramus, New Jersey. All in New Jersey. So come on <laughs> down and bring money. Bring your money. So this episode's a little weird because uh, most of the cast isn't really in it. Which I find kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, we'd already sort of talked about how Ronald D. Moore wrote this episode, and he was sort of itching to make new stuff at the time. I uh, feel like this episode and the, what's the, Siege of AR5, well, whatever AR the numbers. numbers. AR Yeah, AR15, whatever the fuck. Uh, I, I feel like they those are kind of like, they're in like a collection of their own, in a way. Because they're very... Yeah. They're like super war stories, right? Oh, like, absolutely. This is like uh, the word "war" is said in the script like eight hundred times. Easy. Yeah, it's like we know. I've seen it. I watched the show. I know about it. <laughs> uh, we'd already kind of went over the director Mike Vahar's work, but I think it's important to point out that uh, he also wrote the Year of Hell Part Two, the Voyager episode, which is also very like, yeah, dark and depressing. Of an is episode. that the one where they're like, uh, the Herogen are killing us? Let's just give them holodecks. <laughs> And you're like, wow, we went off through all that, and we could have just given these idiots holodecks? Yeah, well, Mike cool. Vahar didn't write it. Let's say that. Oh, man. I got an idea, Captain Janeway. Why don't we just give him our magic room? That'll so they can solve kill indiscriminately. <laughs> you know, he also uh, directed Impoc Nor. So this dude's... Which one's that one? The one with the, um, the cult? Is that the cult one? Uh, no. It's the one where they go to, like, the, um, the fucking Cardassian space station. Yeah, the Tilted DS9. get equipment. That's right. And yeah. uh, it turns The murderer is there. Yeah, it's the murder mystery one. That's the right. The place that's isn't right. empty. That's right. The ghost murder mystery. Uh, that one has a bunch of characters that aren't around, usually. There's, like, a, um, Bolian in that one. Yeah, I think there's a, uh another like a female security officer or something i forget it's been a long time but we're not talking about that episode no we're talking about this one with the obnoxious children who think they're really great and they're yeah, dumb they think they're the best ever which is fucking wild but it uh, makes some perfect sense because like what are they like 20 years old 18 something like that for sure like the one of guy is like i've been that. working since i was 17 or whatever and i was like you mean like two years ago yeah i think you can go to starfleet at like 16 i believe i, I don't know actually I is never the really earliest that. i think that's i think that's the earliest you can go my cat just sneezed <laughs> i heard that. there you go he's got a cold i don't know i gotta take him to the vet and they're gonna be like he has catitis <laughs> He has disgusting catitis, and you're going to have to wipe his nose and ass from now on. Thanks. Oh, God. 
Jeez. Uh, my cats have started, like, not cleaning their asses correctly. They just don't care anymore. They're, They're so too furry. The quarantine. They don't give a shit. That makes two of us cats. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I shower every day. It's just Miles. He's Miles is so fluffy that he, like... Orange cats, yes. He gets poo-poo on his ass all the time. Well, so. mine is so fat, he can't lick his butt. Oh, no. He's just, he's a chonk, dude. He's chonked up. We talk about how gross it is that cats lick their ass, but it's way grosser when they don't, trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, dude, I, oh, I, now, you know what? I'm not even going to tell the story. Fuck it. Sure. Just know Let's... that a cat's butt was gross once. Dude, <laughs> I will tell this story since it's happened four times now. Uh, when Data has poop on her butt, which is like yeah. a, a, a symptom of like something else she has, every once in a blue moon, she'll get poop on her butt. A blue moon uh, hole. <laughs> she, oh Jesus! Uh, she like, um, like s- scrapes her butthole on the ground and like <laughs> a straight. She like goes into the living room from the kitchen, <laughs> around the couch, and back like into the a racetrack. She creates a shit streak racetrack on our hardwood floors. Oh, thank God it's hardwood. I was imagining a Dude. carpet, and I was like, oh, no. They, they run to throw up on the carpet, but not to get their poo butts on it. Thank oh, no, my cat, my, my my orange cat, he'll find, like, uh, so I got, like, phone chargers and shit, like, on the floor and shit, right? Like, yeah. just, like, hooked to outlets and crap. He'll find, like, the one laying on the ground, and he'll puke on the cord, and it's like, that's great. Why? Thank you. Just to be a dickhead. Like, I'm suffering, you, so you should suffer? Yeah. You could puke. There's like 4,700 square feet of bare floor here. Yeah. Why did you puke on my cord? Here's the thing. Like, the entire downstairs here, we live in like a townhouse. Or like, I guess they're called row homes here. Yeah. But um, it's like an apartment that just has like two floors. Mm-hmm. And downstairs is all hardwood. The entire downstairs is hardwood. Our stairs are carpeted, and upstairs is carpeted. And my is your cat bathroom will... carpeted? Uh, no, thank God. Thank God. My cat will run from the other end of the kitchen through two rooms with hardwood <laughs> to get to the stairs to puke on it. It must be. I don't. It's like maybe it's. They a think grip? it's like grass, so that they can like hide it. Maybe I don't. Know. Yeah, that might be it. That's probably what it. Like it's dirt or something. I, I, yeah. We're just talking about gross stories, like, right up front. Uh, <laughs> speaking of gross, Quark, that fucking gross ass, is... Uh, he's angry oh. because his drink replicator's fucked up, and uh, <laughs> our boy Odo just, like, shits on him for it, and is, like, making fun of him. Uh, Odo's really feeling himself because he's, like, getting that fucking Kira pussy, right? Yeah, he, so he's, he's, like, the big man on campus now. Yeah, he's full he's, Chad. He's full blown Chad, yeah. And he, he, um, like, Quark is like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. And I kept wondering, like, is he gonna be sexist? Is that what's about to happen? Yeah, but it, he's only creepy in a different way. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> she shouldn't use her hands for, like, lower things like that. She's too great. And I yeah, because. Like, Are you in love with her? Yeah, Jadzia, right? Like, because. Nog is supposed to fit. This whole scene is to set up that Nog isn't here, which like yeah, why it's a the fuck in-depth scene? For yeah, that. you could have just started the episode with Jake and Nog on the runabout. Like I don't understand this, but this is setting up later, right? Like yeah. they're setting up for like what's gonna happen apparently. 
Quark is like telling Odo like, oh, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't love Jed Zia Dax and her perfect face. And her beautiful butt that I'm totally yeah. not leering at Just creepily. Full leering, like drool slipping down his mouth. It's not even, my favorite part is like, it's not even like an attractive... Like, she's not, like, sexily fixing the no, replicator. she's not. <laughs> she's, she's literally just, like, hunched over yeah. fixing the replicator. Really, like, uncomfortably picking crap out of a garbage disposal, basically. And he's just staring. Leering. You're yeah. correct. That is the correct terminology. And fucking customers are like, where's my fucking drink, asshole? Just, Odo just dips. He's like, all right, peace. <laughs> Dude, Odo's like, I'm out of here. Fuck this. Quark sort of like is like if you're not gonna buy anything, get the hell out. Noto's like I'm made of drinks, dude. I don't need a drink. <laughs> I can drink myself. And then he fucking turns himself into a bag with a straw and he drinks himself. He drinks the bag? That was confusing. I wasn't it's sure like, what that was about. And he turns into himself again. It's a cool trick. It's better than the uh, Cardassian neck trick. Uh... The Cardassian neck trick is just a mystery that we'll never know, right? Like, yeah, just nobody knows. Getting a Cardassian neck, we'll never know. Uh, over at Star Starbase Two Five Seven, Jake We're and like Nog. Starbase Two Five not gonna be here soon. Yeah, Starbase getting fucked is what it yeah, is. Bye. Uh, Jake and Nog are in the USS Shenandoah, and. Um, Star, uh, Starfleet is delivering an official message to Grand Nagus Zek. Yeah, and Jake's like, yo, let me read this highly classified information that's probably totally fucking illegal to do. Yeah, and uh, he, Nog's like, no, that's illegal or whatever. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm your friend. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's cool. I won't tell anybody except for everybody who reads my newspaper. And Nog is, like, pissed, as he should be. He's like, you said you weren't coming as a reporter. You were just coming as my friend. Yeah. And he, like, makes Jake finally, like, admit that that's why he's there. I'd be much angrier yeah. if I was Nog, honestly. I'd be like, we're going home. Yeah. That's what I'd be like, I'm taking your ass home. You go back into the fucking bunk and stay there. I don't want to fucking <laughs> see you anymore. <laughs> go to that back room with the sweet windows in the back. But, uh... Like as they're taking off, a bunch like six Jim Hadar fighters start attacking the base. Yeah, and they just book it. Like Jake's like, we're not fighting, are we? And Nog being smart, it's like not in a goddamn runabout. Yeah, hell not. no. I like this because it's reminiscent of the episode where we just did, where they first meet the Jim Hadar, right? And Jake and Nog are trying to fly oh, yeah. the runabout. And they're Damn. like, and they're like, oh, how do you do it? And now Nog's just like, yo, do these things. Like he's like totally in control. Yeah, Nog knows exactly what he's doing. He talks yeah. about how they need to drop the impulse speed because the run the runabout has more maneuverability than a Jim Hadar ship, and that's the only advantage that they have. It's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good advantage. Sure, doesn't doesn't really work because like. I don't know, maybe, like, a more experienced pilot could do it, but... Probably, but, like, also, like, the Jim Hadar just has to fire enough that it's gonna hit regardless, you know? Like... Yeah, they're also really tough. Like, the Jim Hadar are smart and good. They're not, like, yeah. stormtroopers, right? They're, like, <laughs> like hard the to U kill. The USS Shenandoah is, like, taking, like, a fucking beating. Like, it's getting knocked around, um... They talk about how they have, like, 30, like, 20-some percent shields left. Yeah, which is bad. <laughs> but something else starts firing on the Jem'Hadar ship, and they're like, holy shit, what is it? I think it's 
the Defiant? Yeah, which is cool, because it's, it's a Defiant class, right? But they don't know... I guess they didn't know there was other ones. I don't know. And they're like, no, it's a different registry number. That's the USS Valiant. Cool name. It is a great name. It's got it's a, a great shitty name. crew. It's got a great name. Yeah, well, it had a good crew, and they all fucking died. It's true. So they weren't that good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um... The the Valiant like is like fighting against the Jim Hadar ship, and uh, they go ahead and beam Jake and Nog over, which is like a pretty risky maneuver. Which may be like the first hint that things aren't really on the up and up with this ship. Yeah, it, it's a little kidnappy. Yeah, right. It's, it's also cause... you would have to put shields down, and they're in the middle of a battle. Yeah, I don't know if I guess maybe they destroyed. Maybe they did. No, they didn't because they no, go they're in, still right? Fighting yeah, yeah, when yeah. They get yeah, to yeah. the bridge. Yeah, and you get that cool like Star Wars ride effect going. They're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like a a teen, like what looks like a teenage girl greets them, and she's got a cadet's uniform, but she's wearing a chief petty officer rank insignia. Yeah, which um, doesn't make any sense. No, it sure doesn't. Like why? Because she's an officer. She's in the academy. Like exactly. Like she got promoted to a rank below academy. Below cadet. what she would be. <laughs> she should be an ensign. Um, chief petty officer. For those who don't know, is an uh, un- is like a non CMO commissioned. Yeah, uh, like a a non enlisted officer. It's non officer yeah. position. Yeah. If uh, you go to the academy, maybe I mean, may- like, no, that uh, doesn't make sense. Y- you don't go to the academy to become um, uh, like an NCO, a chief, a chief officer. Yeah, uh, an NCO. You you, um, you go to like community college academy. <laughs> you go through like a, tr- a training course, like an extensive yeah. training yeah. course. That's not a knock on a community college. I'm just saying. No, it's not. Uh, it is. It's. It's. That's basically the difference, though. Like it's between like yeah. a community college and a university. Like you yeah. get a similar amount of training, but you don't get um, like the extensive beyond training right. and stuff that's involved. Yeah, and she's in Red Squad, and that's the academy. So yeah, I, yeah she should be an ensign. But maybe, maybe like we can hand wave it away and be like, well, the captain's a dickhead. <laughs> he is a huge dickhead. He does seem to like treat her like shit for the most oh part. he's a full-blown like abusive dude yeah like and not good <laughs> the thing is like we as an audience are supposed to be like oh she has the same rank as o'brien right like how did she get o'brien's rank he's like a veteran right it's but, to compare um, as like huge fucking star trek dorks we're like well that doesn't make any sense yeah, which, uh, that's what the show is about, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they take to, they go to the bridge and the, they see the entire crew is wearing cadet uniforms. Which is and, weird, too, because it's like, why wouldn't you change into a fucking actual uniform? I don't know, I had to think it was like a replicator problem or something, like they didn't have enough energy to, like, replicate. I would say if I'm gonna headcanon it, I would say that they haven't earned it yet, right? Well, they Even though they they think that, but... Well, I think they're wearing the uniform because they're still, like, so amped up about being Red Squad. That's another good explanation, yeah. Red Squad! Red Red Squad! Red Red Squad! squad. Fucking Jesus. Um, But Nog (laughs) recognizes them. He's like, it's Red Squad. They're, uh... They're, like, the best of the best. They have They killed that kid one time. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
They did. <laughs> and now they're gonna kill like 70 more kids. Red Squad is really good at murdering children, is what we learn in Star Trek. I think Red Squad should be rethought and probably abolished. You know, Red Squad is such a non-Starfleet thing to exist. Like, yeah, giving a bunch it, of kids, like, preferential treatment. It's a bad idea. It's not It's good. a really bad idea. Yeah, good idea that barracks, went bad. Their own everything. Yeah, they get their own, like, cafeteria. They serve fucking pizza. Pizza it's crazy. every day. Yeah, pizza every day. That's fucked up, man. Um, Nog wanted to join Red Squad when he was in, uh, when he was in the Academy, and we learned that Nog has been out of the Academy at two years at this point. Yeah, he kind of goes quick. He's kind of smart. Yeah, Nog is, uh, has the most character development of any character in Star Trek. I love Nog. I love Nog to death. And he, uh... He learns a lot of hard lessons in this war as, like, the most bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, young ensign. Yeah. He, he suffers a lot in this war, and this is sort of the another one of those instances where he learns a really hard lesson that costs him a lot. Yeah, only took a lot of dead people. Oh, yeah. Not his fault. Not his fault, but uh, kind of his fault. It's this guy's fault. Captain Tim Waters. Derek Waters from Drunk History. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's the ship's commanding officer. He had a battlefield commission from the previous captain, Ramirez. Yeah, And he dead. promoted a bunch of other cadets to fill vacant positions. So their mission as Red Squad was to take this unbelievably powerful ship and fly it, circumnavigate the Federation, which is fucking huge, right? Absolutely. That's a ridiculous training exercise that's like uh i don't think i want to be in red squad anymore no, absolutely not can i just graduate can i just go and be like a on a ship can i just nog it and disappear for half a season and come back <laughs> and an then graduate? yeah no but but you they get then you know there was a comic book from marvel comics around this time uh that was called starfleet academy that nog was one of the main characters in that's dope I, I always kind of want to read them, but, like, I'm very off-put by 90s Star Trek comic art because they're all, like, ripped as fuck, like, Rob Liefeld-type characters. Oh, you don't think... I mean, wait, wait till Rob... Uh, Rob? Wait till Rob... Oh, fuck. Nog. Nog. There we go. I got there. Wait till he takes his shirt off in this episode, man. He's got cum gutters. Uh... Oh, yeah, the V. Okay. <laughs> the I v, yeah. He's fucking ripped. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? On Frank and I, we call cum gutters our ears. Who is that? What? Where did that voice come from? I don't know. I cut out for a second. I don't know what that was. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, the thing is, Nog is kind of ripped when he becomes like the broccoli head alien. The <laughs> in Voyager, he's got like guns. <laughs> he's the broccoli. Head. I don't remember their names. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I, can't, I just keep thinking Herogen now, but that's the, the yeah, Predators. I was too. That was the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. The un, unimportant, the, uh, Keldon, Kazon. Kazon. The Kazon Okla. The Kazon... Yeah, whatever the fuck. Okla the Mook. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but they take uh, Jake to sickbay because he's got some arm burns or whatever. And then we meet... He hurt his wrist. 
<laughs> we meet the ship's first officer, Commander Karen, and boy, oh. does she live up to that oh, name. Oh, boy, is that her name. And it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Karen Ferris, and um, she is a huge Karen. She she's, hates Nog from the instant she sees him. I love her, because she's throwing off wicked Cheryl Blossom vibes. Oh, and, well, that makes oh sense. Oh, my that makes God. Yell at me, please. She's like uh, the warp drive. We can't get up to warp three. Yeah, they can only go to warp two, which like they're stuck behind enemy lines because the war broke out. And yeah. So whatever. It seems like you could just try and get back to the Federation. Yeah, I would start. Whatever. I would start going toward yeah wherever. Right. Um, I guess it's important to point out that when they were on the Shenandoah, it. Uh, like they had to run away from the Jim Hadar, who was like herding them towards Jim towards uh, Dominion occupied space. Yeah, it was like so. That's how they ended up them. behind enemy lines. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were like Jake was like, let's go back to the Federation, and Nog's like, I can't. They keep matching our speed or gaining on us. Also, the USS Shenandoah is just it just stops being in the episode. You never see what happens to it. It's which just is- gone. Which is another bad captaining move. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you could have two ships now, and that would be better than one. You would have all of the ship, the parts from the Shenandoah to fix You would have the parts. Ship. Yeah, you, you could cannibalize it or just use Absolutely. it. It's still fine. It still works. You could uh, do some, like, planet plasma manifold rerouting and hook in the engine from the Shenandoah into the Valiant. Yeah, you could fill a balloon with another balloon. It, and then you fill that one with too much air. And then you go warp five. <laughs> uh, but Nog is like, why don't you just, like, turn all the safety se- suggestions off? Yeah. He's- <laughs> and Commander Karen is like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, but that would void the warranty. And he's like, yeah, that's what Chief O'Brien did, and he's my fucking hero, so... So, do what he did. That's so cute. I find that adorable, that Nog, like, looks up to O'Brien so much. That yeah. He's always like, this is what O'Brien does. Yeah, it's, again, it's funny that, like, Jake was working with him, but Nog is the one who, like, in a lot of ways is, like, equal to... Like, he's just as smart as him. Oh, yeah, like... One of my favorite things is when uh, we did that episode where O'Brien and Nog like try uh, do all the trades. Like Nog's doing all the trading, yeah, and O'Brien's yeah. having to deal with the fallout. Yeah, <laughs> they make a good comedy duo. Like it's like the Beverly Hills Cop episode. It always just reminds me of like <laughs> of like Nog is like uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, right? And Axel o- Foley. Yeah, Axel Foley and O'Brien's like. Uh, the old cop from the first one, and he's like, oh, oh my yeah. god, Axel, oh my god, you know? It's true. It always <laughs> reminds me of the quest in Ocarina of Time to get the big Goron sword. Oh, the big Goron sword? Oh, fuck that quest. You have to keep fucking trading it shit breaks. over and over again. It has to break, like, three times. Oh, fuck, dude. The one that I absolutely hate in that quest line, by the way, is when you have to get the medicine from Lake Hylia and it yeah. goes bad. You have to in run a back. Time. Yep, Ugh. it's a tight window. It's not great. You're climbing up the hi- okay. Now it's now it's Zelda guys. You're climbing up the mountain with those fucking spiders on it, right? And you get yeah. knocked off, and you got like thirty seconds. Fuck that. Like, fuck you, Skullchillas. Get away. Fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, Jake. Uh, 
is in sickbay, Nog gets called to Captain Waters. Captain with a million quotation marks around it. Yeah, but a capital C, <clears throat> though. Into his ready room. And uh, Chief Collins is there, and they sort of explain... Or, uh, well, Collins explains more than Captain Waters does. You get, like, two characters explaining their situation at the same time to two different characters. Yeah. And you see the sort of different way that they explain it. Like, Collins is much more forthright than Captain Waters is. Right. Captain Waters is painting it like it's this grand heroic thing. Yeah, he's bought in. He's in. And Which is bad. Nog drinks the Kool-Aid hard during the oh, scene, yeah. too. Um, the, uh, the Valiant departed on, like, a, uh, training mission eight months before, mm-hmm. and it had seven officers, but 35 cadets on it. And, uh, like you mentioned earlier, they were gonna circumnavigate the Federation, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Jake points out, like, this isn't the, like, tub of bolts that they normally give you guys to do this shit. This is, like, (laughs) state-of-the-art. This is just as good as the Defiant. Yeah, I like Jake does a good job where he's like, what's the name? Like, he kind of, like, he does a good job of not remembering the name of the piece of shit that they fly on. (laughs) Because he wouldn't really know firsthand in any way. He just heard about it. He's like, they're a public? And, and, uh, Chief Dorian or whatever is like, that's a piece of shit. This is yeah. a defiant class. We're, yeah, we're red, red squad. squad. We get yeah. all the best shit. Yeah, my daddy bought me a Corvette. My daddy owns the dealership. Starfleet daddy bought me a BMW. <laughs> uh, Waters talking to Nog, sort of, he puts it in a much more like grandiose way. Like, we were caught behind enemy lines when the war broke out. Yeah, he's like a, you know, like a cool story, right? Yeah, and the senior officers were killed or mortally wounded, and Captain Ramirez, mortally wounded, commanded the reconstruction of the ship and gave Waters command of it. Did he have a major concussion at the time? Because it fucking sounds like it. Here's the thing. (laughs) The entire time I was watching this episode, I couldn't help but notice that Waters looks like... The daytime TV version of the angry video game nerd, <laughs> James Ralph. Like he looks just the fuck. Li- he looks Do like his brother. So? I think he looks like um, Billy Crudup is his name. The guy who plays Doctor Manhattan. He's like his dumber son. Yeah, I, I don't know. I definitely see that. He's like I. For some reason, he was just reminding me so much of James Rolfe. I don't know why. Yeah, I think he's more attractive than James Rolfe. Sorry. I would, I would rather James Rolfe run the ship, to be honest. I mean, it would probably turn out better. <laughs> um, Somehow. <laughs> yeah, Captain Ramirez gives Waters the command of the ship. I mean, the dude was, like, losing a lot of blood and had a punctured lung, so... <laughs> he probably was, like, seeing shit. And Nog is like, Starfleet does know you're out here, right? And like, nope. <laughs> here, yeah, here's the big fucking red flag that yeah. Nog misses. He's yeah. like, no. Star- we had to maintain radio silence, so we uh, only get Starfleet commands bullsh- mission. Bullshit. Bullshit. Absolutely. Bullshit. Like, it's never particularly revealed to the audience, right, but he's for but sure lying. That's here. bullshit. He, he wants maintained radio command. silence so he could still be the captain. Yes, he wants to be in command. Yeah. It's and, it's not great, and this is where the kidnap like they basically kidnap them, right? Yeah. Like, 
And they're Ooh. like, you're, we shanghaied you or whatever. It's mutant. What is it called? I don't, that might be not an appropriate term anymore. I don't know, actually. I don't know another term. But uh, they they do, like, press them into service immediately. Yeah. He, he presses Nog into service. He like, gives him chief engineer. And Nog is sort of starstruck for a second. Me, chief yeah. engineer, but then the reality sets in, and he's like, "I don't think I'm ready for that type." Yeah, of Yeah, I can't do that. What are you crazy? <laughs> and Waters is like, "This is our grand mission from God, and we have to, <laughs> we have to do this for Jesus, for the baby Jesus, Nog." For- <laughs> and so Nog accepts, and he gets the red squad pin he always wanted. Ugh. It's like backwards yeah you're, dude, you're, you're already on deep space line like the most important fucking place in the universe right now right absolutely. like you're a real red squad none of these yeah. people are real anything yeah fuck red squad they're still kids you're done you already i'd be like i don't i graduated bro yeah like I don't <laughs> i'm fucking older than you fucking fraternity i don't yeah. go to school anymore what are you yeah. talking about fuck off i got a job the fuck away from me yeah, technically he's a higher rank than everyone on the ship yeah just because a dying captain said take over the ship in an act of extreme desperation right like somebody had to take over the ship and it had to be uh someone who's alive every dr manhattan or <laughs> well this episode's not gonna get better than that we should go to a commercial <laughs> You know what? Here is a commercial from our uh, sponsor from March, Tapon's Theater on Subspace. We will be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Oh, hello there, everyone. It's me, the announcer. Let me ask you, do you like Star Trek? Do you like having fun? Do you like filling the creeping loneliness and existential dread of modern life with 20 to 30 minutes of distraction? Well, do I have the show for you. Join the lovable goofs aboard the USS Tapan's radio program as they adventure throughout the galaxy. There's Tapan, the Vulcan radio DJ. As Edwin Starr would no doubt say, War, ha, yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. However, I do not feel the need to say it again. The point was made succinctly. Hoteen, the Romulan shock jock. Howdy there, ladies. You ever had a little Romulan in you? Wait, wait, where are you going? Kathy, the ship's human captain. We don't have the power to start a passive-aggressive disagreement at a WASP book club, let alone a war. Commander Crash Space Danger, Andorian Space Adventurer. I flex my freshly bared biceps in a stunning display of machismo. And me, your announcer. Tapan's Theater on Subspace. Tune your web browser to ttos.cool right now. Also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever you find audio entertainment. Thanks for listening, and keep watching the stars. Welcome back. Go check out Tapon's Theater on Subspace, ttos.cool. Ttos.cool website. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so back in Star Trek, uh, Jake goes to the mess hall with his new girlfriend, Chief Collins. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if he's like kind of hating on her or if he's like he's just being, being nice. a reporter. Yeah, it's yeah. probably more being a reporter, right? But like, I just don't, yeah, it doesn't play like that so much. It's very flirty. Maybe, There's a very flirtiness a little, yeah, to it. A little flirty. 
Because he makes fun of her and stuff, right? He's like, a lunar schooner. <laughs> it's a lunar schooner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12. I'm played by a 22-year-old man. But, um... <laughs> Beef Cisco. Yeah, dude, I tweeted last night. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you're fucking messing out. I tweeted last night <laughs> that I forgot that later in Deep Space Nine, fucking Jake Cisco gets super swole and he can't fit his fucking beefy oh neck into his 90s Cosby sweaters anymore. He's, he's, he's big. He's big. Dude gets thick. Thick with... Three C's. <laughs> um, the whole crew is like, "Who the fuck is this nerd in our yeah. in our cafeteria?" Yeah, <laughs> a record scratches when he walks <laughs> in, and the, a, a, someone drops their tray. <laughs> I bet you wonder how I ended up here. Uh oh. Uh, they sort of have a conversation, and you know, Jake is being sort of flirty, but he asks her about home because she seems a little yeah. homesick. And she talks about Tycho City on the moon. Yeah, named after Tycho Brahe, who got his nose shot off in a duel. Uh, wasn't he also the guy who held his piss for too yes. long? He died from piss. Yeah, he ha- he he couldn't. He like waited to piss too long, and he died. And apparently, that can happen to you. He probably was extremely unhealthy. Oh, I think yeah. he was also the guy who owned a cow and he would bring the cow to parties in France and the cow was like a well-known party socialite. What the fuck? <laughs> but apparently the cow died when it like fell down some steps. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was at a party. <laughs> this is all a real thing. I didn't Just make imagining people at this party being like, oh how droll. Oh, the cow, a the cow. party. Oh, Moo Moo is here. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that's crazy, Tycho Brahe? Bringing uh, Brahe's cow is here. <laughs> Did you hear about how pissy he is? Oh, <laughs> uh, Tycho. Um, but, like, <laughs> she talks about how, like, beautiful it is on the moon and everything and how much she misses it. She yeah. starts to, like, get teary-eyed. Yeah. Which is, this is, like, a totally normal reaction to any soldier's situation, right? These, yeah, but these are, absolutely. like, kids. There's, like, high school kids, right? Like, yeah. Is she, I don't she know. like, leaves. She's, like, excuse, she, like, excuse me, but I'm on duty. And she, like, gets up and yeah. leaves. And Jake's like, what the fuck is going on on this ship? Yeah, he knows something crazy's up. Um, it's, a, it's a weird, it's a, one weird ship. It's one weird ship. <laughs> Over in uh, engineering, Nog has made his modifications. He turned all the safety settings off. No, yeah, he's no like, more I just turned off. to tell you yeah. what to do. <laughs> I just uninstalled Norton and it works. <laughs> turned all the firewalls off. <laughs> We're full green, baby. Uh, Commander Karen is like pissed. She's like, "This ship is yeah. so unsafe. My children can't play here anymore." <laughs> I want to talk to your manager. My ch- my children have special warp core needs. Okay, they're my allergic to this. Are allergic to peanuts and unsafe warp fields. <laughs> uh, to be fair, we're all pretty allergic to unsafe warp fields. Yeah, that shit will melt your brain. But uh, Waters and the other guy in engineering are both like, well, fucking six, try it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't know, fuck it. That's a Who reference knows? to another show. 
Six, try it. Um, <laughs> Waters goes to sick bay, and um, Collins is in there at Chief Collins, and she's like crying. Oh, he's yeah. And he fucking, he's pilling up. He grabs a handful of fucking pills and just swallows them. You notice it first when, and you kind of think it's him being like captainy, right? Like in the in the first ep- the first time you see him, uh, when Jake and Nog are on the bridge, and he kind of like rubs his eyes, and he's like, oh, yeah, he, he's like, like when he turns around, he kind of holds yeah. his head. As yeah, he he's kind of like like it, it comes off as him being very like uh, stoic, right? But yeah. this dude's a fucking pill popper, baby. This dude's full pill head in space. Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got a fucking uh, certs container full <laughs> of pills. Yeah, when you have like a fancy container for your pills, yeah, that's a sign. That's a red flag. But uh, he's like, "Have you been crying?" And she's he's like, "No crying and Valiant." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the captain of the Valiant, but he much prefers Valium. Wow. Well, this has been a great episode, everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs) The worse the jokes, the better the episode. (laughs) Pennington's inverse law of comedy (laughs) podcasting. Uh, But she's like, yeah, I've been a little homesick. And he's like, you've been what? You said the H word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jake gets summoned to Captain Waters' ready room and uh, Waters and Commander Karen are in there and they're like, you having fun, you little bitch? And he's like, what? (laughs) This shit, this is like, oh man, this, this, they do a really good job, these actors of, of, uh, just being the shittiest. Like, yeah. They, they, the way that they talk to him and Jake's just like, yeah. <laughs> Jake's like, full on like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Yeah, he what like doesn't getting... even realize that he's getting yelled at because it's so stupid, right? Yeah, he's like, like, what? You're you're destroying the morale on the ship by talking about making people homesick. And he's like, yeah. What? He's <laughs> like, we can't have young cadets running around thinking about mommy and daddy. And it's like, this is like, su- it's like the fucking um, Stanford experiment, right? Like, like the like the inmates have taken over the prison and they're like like thinking they're better than people right yeah. like like they're the cadets they are also the cadets like you should be trying to get home what are you doing out here he's trying to play hero and he's taking he's, everybody yeah. with him he's larping yep yeah like they're like Jake he's like Jake you should be writing the story of my i mean our great our. triumph yeah it, it gets a little um fascistic. Oh, right? yeah. There, there like, are shades of fascism in what he's doing, for sure. Because he's like, you, you're a reporter, right? And he's being real, like, uh, gaslighty, right? Oh, he's yeah. sort of, he's like... You know what you they say just... about a charismatic leader who gives yeah. good speeches, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, he, they, they're like, get the fuck out of my eyesight, Jake, you goddamn bastard and he's you like liberal oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and he's like my favorite part is he uh waters is like can you promise me not to talk to dorian again and he says okay <laughs> like he says it just like that like he doesn't say i promise so he right? doesn't say y- yes or you got it or I which promise. is like he a goes, reporter okay. like that's like yeah that's like a reporter tactic right to be like okay like, I'm not gonna say I promise. Fuck that. And uh, they dismiss him. And uh, Karen, who's got a little crushy crush on Waters, yeah, 
is like, uh, you know, you'd pull the double shift. I don't think you're getting enough sleep. And he's like, well, thanks for your concern. But, uh, Do you want to sleep with me? <laughs> she doesn't say that. But. Yeah, you go on back to the bridge, and then I'll bridge you later with another Yeah, with cadet, the I London guess. bridges. I don't know. I fucking stretched on that one just, just like she'll be. <laughs> what a gross episode. I <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, but he does pull out his certs container and pop some pills. Oh, man. Hey, this, dude's, this dude hasn't slept in eight months. Uh, he looks like it. He looks rough, dude. Which is... It's cool how they... He does, like, he does a good job. This whole episode reminds me of um, Riverdale meets Starship Troopers. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. That's how this episode feels. It is very Starship Troopers. There's that montage later where I'm like, oh, okay, Starship Troopers just came out. That's right. <laughs> I'm doing my part, so we yeah. learn that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake goes to engineering and he meets up with Nog. And Nog is like, check this shit out. I'm part of the crew and I'm a lieutenant commander. Uh, Jake's like, what? <laughs> Jake is like, did you fucking straight up drink the Kool-Aid in this yeah. cult and join yeah. it? Are you an idiot? Yeah, he's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, he's and gonna Nog's kill like, everyone on this ship. Yeah. Yeah, Nog's like, uh, I can't because I have a responsibility now. <laughs> Jesus. And Jake's like, uh... Jake's Fuck. like, did you know that your precious captain is, like, popping pills? And then they cut to Waters watching them, and he goes, God damn it. Yeah, he's like, bring in, uh, bring Sick in the Mr. chief. Cisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so there's a red alert suddenly. Oh, yeah, Battle right. stations, everybody. Jake and Nog head to the bridge. Uh, they found the battleship, the Jim Hadar battleship. They're no longer just using like small attack wings anymore. They have a fucking like cruiser. It's like a Death Star. It's huge, right? In the game, they're fucking gigantic, and and they're they, not even scaled right. Yeah, they have a fucking Defiant class ship. It's tiny. Yeah, compared. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's meant for like, it's like an escort, right? It's not a yeah. battleship. And here's here's the thing is like their mission at this point is to gather information about the ship and report back to Starfleet with it. Right. And even that is extremely dangerous. Right. That's stupid as fuck. But it gets stupider, as yeah. all things are wont to do when an asshole is in charge. Uh, so they send out a class three probe, which we learn is uh, meant to be fairly shielded, so it can't be picked up. Um. But it works. They, like, shadow the ship just out of its scanning range with the Class yeah. 3 probe is sort of like a daisy chain for the information they're gathering. Right. And it works. Good job. You did your mission. Go home. And everybody's ready to go home. Like, I think th there's, like, a scene in the mess hall where they're like, oh, we're finally done. We did it. Uh, Waters yeah. does his fucking George W. Bush success mission. There's a mission talk. accomplished flag that drops... And uh, he's, we didn't get detected, and we can return to Federation space. Jake throws what? a shoe at him. <laughs> Jake should throw a shoe at him, man. Yeah. It's a really smart joke, because it, it was a reporter that did it. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> but Waters is like, uh, we found a weakness in the ship, and we're going to fucking attack it directly. And everybody's and people are like, like what? <laughs> 
And Jake is like, Dude. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he he drops some knowledge, but also, like, it hurts him because of what he did early, what you, since he was breaking the rules and talking to Dorian, right? Like, like yeah. Waters doesn't listen to a lot, to reason. Yeah. Like, Jake comes forward, and there's a little moment that's like, you all know my dad, right? My fucking rad dad. So, you know how my dad owns, like, a dealership? <laughs> Called my, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> do you know how my dad can beat up all your dads? So... <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, like, pretty much the best captain ever, and he can't do it. Which, like... So, like, you guys can't do it. It can't yeah, be done. Which is not the way to deal with I don't know what the way is Waters is like we're Red Squad and we could do anything and everybody starts chanting Red Squad and they get their fucking Nikes on and they go oh my god (laughs) it's fucking horrifying it's so fucking like cog in the machine fascism what reminds me of the what was it remember me when at the end when uh, Torres is chanting it, Nog does the same thing. He starts chanting Red Squad. Oh, yeah. Right? He joins in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, this is so fucked up. Oh, this is the scene in engineering where Jake and Nog talk, actually. I, yeah, a yeah. Earlier, like, That's right. It's where we learn that this ship is twice as large as a galaxy class starship. <laughs> Jake's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, are you crazy? And Nog pulls that same shit that, like, people pull today. Like, you're not a soldier. You couldn't You don't understand. know. Yeah. It's like, right and wrong is right and wrong, dude, regardless. Yeah, you don't have to be a soldier to know this is a fucking terrible idea. Like, they, didn't they, you know, like, I guess it's, like, their experience or age or whatever. But it's, like, they also teach you in Starfleet, like, when to hold on to assets. Yeah, and absolutely. you are an asset. The ship is definitely an asset, right? Like It's a top-of-the-line fucking ship that yeah. they're about to throw against yeah. a wall to try right. to harm the wall. And it's like, just go, just go home. Go home and fight another... You can... They'll... You'll have the information about the ship. They'll find a way, right? Like, well, Josh, if they go home, he can't be captain anymore. That's right. He's gotta be, like... I mean, he'll probably get, like, promoted to lieutenant... Does, he wants to, he has to be captain though. Right, he has to be a captain. Yep. And that's when Jake tells Nog that you know he's addicted to stimulants, and Nog's like, "Get out!" Yeah, get out of my face. And uh, Waters uh, calls um, Collins to his Dorian office. Collins. Cool name. Dorian's a cool name for sure. Yeah. But Jake walks out, and uh, Cadet in every show in the 90s points a phaser at him. He's like, you're going straight to the brig. Is that Lieutenant uh, Pretty Boy Face pilot uh, guy? David Drew Gallagher is the actor's name. That's the actor. Okay. Uh, from yeah. Disclosure, We Married Margot, Fast Company, Norma Jean think, and Marilyn from the Arctic. I think we all remember these. I haven't heard of any of these fucking... <laughs> Why does this guy look so familiar? He just has that punchable-ass face. Uh, apparently he's been a guest actor on multiple episodes of Star Trek, so that's probably yeah, where I know him from. He's been in stuff. Uh, Jake gets thrown into the brig because he dares speak out against uh, the yeah. fascist regime. A reporter getting thrown in the brig for, you know, First Amendment. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Sounds yeah. familiar. 
That's when we get the um, full-on Starship Troopers. Yeah. Uh, like uh, montage. Montage. That's the word I was like. Yeah. It's like, very. It's like a. It's like a Starship Troopers like propaganda commercial with like uh, Star Trek music under it, and it's very patriotic, and you feel very like like uh, you know like World War Two. Like we're gonna go get the Jerry's, you know. Like yeah, except it also makes you a little sick. It's, no, it's it. yeah, no, it's like fucked up. Like, yeah, but that's for sure what it's like uh, supposed to be like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like they would show the, it uh, like before a movie, right? Like, oh yeah, we're gonna get them. We're gonna get those cardies. <laughs> we're gonna win. There's more of us. We have the ships, right? Uh, Waters gets on, gets on the klaxon, gets on the boat, Swain, and <laughs> uh, he gives this inspirational speech about how like. Look around. You'll never be at this moment in history again. You're yeah, because you're gonna die. History. And uh, he's right. They won't ever be in history again. Yeah, they'll be, they will be history, literally. Got him. Figuratively, I don't know. Uh, so they drop out of warp when they get up to the Jim Hadar warship, and everybody just kind of stops and stares for a second. Yeah, they're they pee pants. There's some pee pants going on. Full on because it's fucking huge. Uh, but Waters uh, orders a head-on attack run. Yeah, Han Solo over here. Which is, <laughs> Fucking... which is literally the worst type of attack run you could do in this situation. Whoever wrote the like animatics for the ships in this did such a good job. Like, I love how the Jem'Hadar cruiser, like battle cruiser, like, like. It's like you feel it noticing them, and it like turns. Oh and it's god! So yeah. it's terrifying. Scary. It's scary. Like you're like, oh oh. <laughs> like, and there's like, uh, like shit. <laughs> and there's like such a like dearth of size difference between the two yeah. of them that it's like David and Goliath. Like, but yeah. like Goliath has another Goliath on his shoulders. <laughs> Goliath has a slingshot with another Goliath in it. <laughs> So they do this attack run, and they're just getting, like, battered. Oh, they get weapons. fucked up. Like, immediately. Fucked like, up. Uh, shit's exploding on the deck. Like, people are dying yeah. left and right. Dude dies behind them at that fucking coffee table computer they yeah. have. <laughs> no more coffee for him. No more yeah. coffee and light reading for that motherfucker. The, they broke the Frogger arcade table, so no, no more Frogger <laughs> on the bridge. Uh, but the whole idea is that they're going to shoot uh, torpedoes that have like a, a radiation load in them that'll melt yeah. the steel beams in the ship. But as we all know about missiles and steel beams, um, <laughs> and they they fire and it direct hits and they all cheer, but then it they blows slowly, up. They yeah. slowly stop as the battleship yeah. turns back towards them unharmed. Yeah. Waters is like, did we miss? No. No. It just didn't work. It just it's Star Wars. It just impacted on the surface, right? Didn't work. I love that 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 she says it didn't work. Like she she's so used to being exceptional that she doesn't know how to explain like even to herself almost. Like I don't I don't know. Like she can't say I don't know. Just didn't work. Just didn't work. Yeah. And they realize that there's no escape now. Yeah, they're fucked. They dead. <laughs> and they're just getting, like, obliterated by torpedoes. Shit is exploding. 
uh, Waters orders for evasive maneuvers, but everything just fucking explodes and kills him. Yeah, it falls on his head. Like literally, the 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 sky falls down on him. Right. Yeah. Like only two people survive on the bridge: Collins, Chief Collins, and Nog. Yeah. And she she's like starts to take over. It's like, what she's, are you doing? Yeah. She's like, you're the ranking officer. Like, what do we do? We should should we fire phasers? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? We need to get yeah. the fuck out of here. Nog's like, we're done. <laughs> like, we d- there's no reason we should throw our lives away too. Yeah, you should have come up with that like earlier. There's a scene that kind of made me chuckle like during all of this where it like cuts back to the brig and like there's just rubble everywhere and Jake's like, hello. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, help! <laughs> Nog, uh, there's like a, a moment of like, that was unnecessary, but that I found like really nice. That like Nog reaches for the panel and it like sparks at him. Yeah. And he has to like move back and then do it again. And I thought that like added to the like tension, uh, the tension and drama yeah. of the situation. Like, is he going to be able to get him out? Yeah. Yeah. And, they they run for escape pods and it's really cool seeing escape pods in Star Trek. Yeah, it's always fun. See them. You you get to see them in uh, First Contact, which they're which they're really cleverly done. Like oh yeah, I thought that was really cool. They're just seamless into the ship, right? Like it makes sense. Like they would just be in the walls and the wall yeah. would just move, right? Like the, like the outer wall just moves outwards and there's like a yeah. rectangle shape uh, pod. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool how they do it. They only launch four pods, two destroy are destroyed by the Jem Hadar, and one is like exploded along with the Valiant. That's a hella war crime, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. The Jem Hadar don't give a fuck. They didn't sign no. the conventions. There's a story that used to be on, like when the History Channel used to show history related things. It wasn't just American pickers. It wasn't just uh, ice road miners or whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> there's a story of a, a pilot in World War II, American pilot, who saw uh, a German pilot shooting parachute, like ejected parachute guys out of a uh, out of the air, like they were falling in their parachute, Jeez. and the the American guy like hunts this guy down and kills him, and like the story he tells is like horrible. And that's what it reminds me of. And, and this episode kind of hits on a lot of, like, horrible things, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, how psychologically, like, war fucks up people. Like, it fucks it's, your brain up. It's like, um... I've known people who are in the military who've been on, like, active yeah. duty. And they come back changed. And, like, There's a lot of reasons for that, too. It's, I like, mean, absolutely, like, what they went through and everything. Yeah. But, they came back changed after boot camp. Well, the they're fi- they're finding out now that like CTE exists in soldiers, and like CTE will fuck you up, dude. Like, like uh, what is CTE? It's what football players get, and it makes like their brain has so many concussions. Oh, so soldiers yeah, get yeah. it from. They're finding that soldiers are just getting it from rifles, like shooting their rifle. Jesus. Like, it's crazy. Like some people are just super prone to it, just the way your body like- is, right? Talking to my friends about what they went through just in boot camp and everything is like it became very obvious to me and them that they had been brainwashed. Yeah, it's brainwashed, yeah. Which and is what happens. It, like, I, I really appreciated, like, some of my friends, because I'm from West Virginia, like, a lot of people I knew went into the military. Yeah. And some of them were very open and honest about, yeah, like, I didn't think about it at the time. And now looking back on it, like, they brainwashed me in basic well, that's training. What, yeah. 
I watched a documentary. It it was about like conscientious conscientious objectors. Yeah. And it followed these people who you know decided to be pacifists, and um, <clears throat> they talk about how the military trains you to fire and forget. Right, so yeah. uh, shoot at something and just put it out of your head, <laughs> like that. You would go insane otherwise. That comes back to you, right? Like, yeah, your brain is like a computer; it, re- it does remember things. You can't just delete it, right? It's it, fucked up, man. Te- you get some of that in this episode as well, where like these kids are—they've like been brainwashed. Yeah. Like they they believe in the mission, they believe in the captain above all else. Like, they believe the in the mission. March to their death. Yeah, happily. they believe it so much though that they don't even do the mission, <laughs> which yeah. is ironic, right? Like they succeeded, and they could have been they could have gone home, but yeah, no, no. But no. They they believed in the captain so hard. They believed in yeah. their exceptionalism so hard. Yep. How could they lose? Yep. Um. Thankfully, the Defiant is out in space at this point, and uh, they're searching for Nog and Jake because they've been missing for uh, a little while now. Dude, what the fuck? How terrible must that be if you're Captain Sisko? Yeah, your son is just missing in like he's dead, Dominion right? space. He's dead. Like he's fucking dead, right? Like, like that's what no you way. think. Yeah. Um, but they <laughs> receive a distress signal from the Valiant, but like as Worf says, it was missing eight months ago. So this is obviously a trap. Yeah. Thankfully, Cisco says, you know, they have to check it out because it could be legitimate. It could be real people who need real help. Thankfully, he does because his son is (laughs) what a ridiculous like the odds, right? Like, what the fuck are the odds? (laughs) They. I know it's the show, and of course, it's dramatic. But I mean, still, yeah. They uh, they rescue the pod and Cisco and Jake's you know have this conversation. There there were no others found in the area. Jake's like you know I just I just sort of hoped among hope that somebody more people would have survived. Yeah. Nog is just sort of like staring off into the distance. Uh, Bashir's in this episode. Yeah. If you wanted if you wanted to see him, he's in it. He's doing a medical. <laughs> He's looking at screen with squint eyes to let you know he's doing medical. Ah, uh, doctor stuff. Got it. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Bones and whatnot, mm, I see. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> so Jake handles this very well. I have to give this to Jake. He goes up and he sits down. He doesn't say, I told you so. He yeah. doesn't say, like, look what we've been through. He doesn't. He just says, are you okay? Yeah. Naga says, I guess so. Are you going to write about this? Yeah. And he's like, I probably will. And he's like, what are you going to say? Yeah. He says, what do you think I should say? He handles this very well in a way that he's not going to hurt his friend. Yeah. He says, I only ask that you say that the Valiant was a good ship with a good crew whose only mistake was following Captain Waters over a cliff. Yeah, he we followed him and he led us over a cliff. Collins, completely brainwashed. Yeah, she wakes up and she's like, No! I love like, him! Yeah. Water, Captain Waters was a great man and if we failed, it was because of us and yeah. we failed him. We failed him, yeah, which is fucked up. Insanity. Ooh. Nog says, include both opinions and let people decide for themselves. Yeah, she says, put that in. 
and he he goes over, he takes his red squad pen off, and he puts it in her hand, and he says that Waters may have been a hero, and he may have even been a great man, but he was a bad captain. Yeah, he was a bad captain, which is, like, obvious from the get-go, right? Yeah. Like He wasn't ready for that. He did not have the experience necessary. His main goal should have been to get everyone home immediately. Absolutely. Like his his goal should not have been to finish the mission they were on even. It should have yeah. been to get back to the Federation. Yeah. Be like, look, like we are again, like it's just a it's just like asset management. It's like chessboard shit, right? Like, okay, we have a really strong piece. We need to save it. <laughs> right? We can't throw it at the king. That's dumb yeah, as absolutely. fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> this is wasting your bishop. Yeah. You're wasting a good piece here. You're not a pawn. But he's acting like everyone else is a pawn, and somehow, like, he's going to come out of this a hero. I, I don't understand the... Lo- there's just no logic to it, right? Which is crazy, because there's a Vulcan guy in Red Squad. Yeah, like, as we learn this uh, with... One of my favorite things about Vulcans is also one of my favorite things about Klingons, is that just because they present themselves some way doesn't mean that they are. That they are that way, yeah. I'm sure he believed just as much in the exceptionalism of... Red squad. It was yeah. only logical. They got better teaching, better quarters, yep. better, better ships. Yep. Yep. So yeah, obviously right. they were better and they were capable of taking on all this stuff. Yeah, they could just, you know, head on fucking collision a goddamn uh aircraft carrier, basically in a Yeah. Absolutely there's like a great moment of- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There's like a great moment of camaraderie though that I like when Waters is giving his fucking Hitler speech, right? Yeah. And uh, it shows... They pan past them. Yes, I know what you're talking it, about. It pans past like a Vulcan and a yeah. human, and they look at each other and nod solemnly, they, like, yeah. deeply at like each other. Like brotherhood. Yeah, it's really and, like, cool. For a Vulcan, nodding at you and looking into your yeah. eyes that way, you're brothers. That's that's not... That's very rare, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That's Spock and Kirk style shit. It's cool, but they're dead now, so... Yeah, they're all fucking dead. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rip. It's not like Vulcans can fucking just have babies whenever, you know, I guess. Jeez, oh, that guy's <laughs> whole line is gone now. Oh, well. Oh, well. Had to go fight a ship. <laughs> I really had to do this thing we weren't tasked with doing. <laughs> captain Waters said, we gotta go do it. So and He was okay. the captain, even though we were just cadets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting if... if there was like a mutiny angle to this or something. I think that would be like a hunt for red October situation, right? Sure, Where, that would be interesting. But sure. like that—that'd be a great movie. I would watch the fuck out oh, of like yeah. a hunt for red October Star Trek movie. That'd be awesome. Oh man, that would be fucking cool. <laughs> and it's like in the Dominion about the specifics of this episode, though, mm-hmm. and like what we think about it, and how it could be done better, or how it could be done differently. Let's take another break. Let's do it. This is a, n- another sponsor. Sponsor for April is. Bealefire! fire The uh, video game tunage heavy metal meets bleeps and bloops for your heart. There you Check go. them out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dude, I wish I could be a wizard. I wish I was a barbarian. We're a barbarian. Do you want to do rad shit? Fight dragons and meet local milfs in your area? Totally. 
You think you've got what it takes to be a bard and a barian? Yeah! Then do we have a cult slash college for you? Is there for lady? No! Balefire! Look for Balefire wherever you listen to much lamer music! iTunes! Spotify! Bandcamp! Local skate park! Your grandma's house! Maybe she could be my girlfriend! Don't forget our social! 42069! Not that one! The website, you silly boy! I'm a man! I'm 40! Twitter and Instagram! At Summon Balefire! Come on, kids! It's time to go! Get into the van with the wizard painted on it! It's behind the Arby's! Why are we at Arby's? I've got the meats! Totally rad! Welcome back, everybody. Check out Balefire. Fuck yeah. Uh, Dope-ass tunes. I heard them uh, for the first time the other day before we made this deal to have them on the show, and uh, they're fucking dope. Check them out. Yeah, man. Metroid Mike. <laughs> so, I thought it was an extreme fun fact. A uh, John Larroquette slash James Avery fun fact of the week. Uh-huh. Uh, in the original draft of the script, Ronald D. Moore had Jake and Kira be the ones who found the USS Violent. Interesting. He went on record saying it just didn't work. You couldn't believe that Kira wouldn't kick every one of their asses and take back the ship single-handedly. Yeah, that's... Okay, so that would have been cool, though, for like the mutiny aspect oh, yeah. of it, right? That would be cool. Yeah, Kira wouldn't go along with this shit. No. She'd be like, what the fuck? Maybe she would be like, okay, like, here's how you fight an overwhelming odds situation. But she wouldn't be like, you know what's a good idea? Attacking this fucking huge battleship. This is a very bad idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what we wouldn't do in the Resistance, right? Like, I don't know. Head on? Fuck you. Apply directly to the forehead? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. Kira would have just been like, you know what? I'm t I'm taller than all of you. I'm taking yeah, this fucking shit. <laughs> I'm gonna beat your asses, you fucking dumb kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you know that Ronald D. Moore originally wanted to name the Defiant the Valiant? I think I had heard that. I do think I had heard that. He uh, he wanted to name it after the SS Valiant from the original series episode where no man has gone before, but okay. because Voyager was in development, they were forbidden too much V's to use yeah, a name to begin with V. That makes sense. Be confusing a little and, bit. And uh, he finally gave up and settled for the name of the ship from TOS's The Tholian Web. The, the Tholian USS Web, Defiant. Yeah. Yep. Defiant's a really cool name, too. Defiant is a cool name, but if I had the choice to be on a ship called the Valiant or the Defiant, I think I would be on the Valiant. I'd pick the Defiant because I don't like authority. It's true, but you're still in Starfleet on it. <laughs> hmm. Am I, though? <laughs> I think that's the thing that, like... Because I don't like authority either, and there's no way I could be in the military. No, but, for sure. Um, I think I could be in Starfleet because I feel like I can mostly trust Starfleet in a way that I cannot trust the government of the United States of America. Well, yeah, Star Starfleet's, yeah, Starfleet's not really military. It It is, but it, it's... It is what it needs to be, but it's mostly sure. NASA, right? Like, you could work for NASA... And, like, you can get court-martialed, as we've seen. We yeah. have a whole collection about it. Yeah. But um, you can also talk your way out of a court-martial as long as you did the right thing. 
Right. It's it's not so absolute. And it's right. Not as how we it know works from in the actual military. No. And the, like if no, you refuse no. to kill the village full of people that the general told you to kill or the sergeant told you to kill, then you just get court-martialed. Right. It's like that movie Casualties of War, which is a fucking depressing movie. Yes. I do not recommend you go watch it that. It's a depressing ass film. That movie does not make you feel good. <laughs> Aha. Red Squad was introduced in the fourth season two-parter, Homefront slash Paradise Lost, where David Drew Gallagher also appeared as Riley Shepard. What? So the dude I thought was in other episodes is in other episodes. Was he in Red Squad then? Yeah. This dude's been in Red Squad for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do they they, uh, depose him? Is he one of the guys who gets, like, debriefed or whatever? Is that what they do? Uh, I I don't remember. I think... I just think that, like... It was. It's during the episodes where they're trying to get Cisco to take a position oh, okay. on Earth. That's right. I'm thinking of the I TNG he, episode. He meets Red Squad while he's touring the academy. That's that's right. Do they give him a college campus tour like they do at Harvard? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they're like, here's where people go smoke weed. Here's the truth of the fucking matter, right? In modern naval protocol, Nog, a commissioned officer, would have would immediately outranked outrank yeah. the entire crew. Yeah, yeah. But he believes the bullshit, right? Yeah, the way it works in Starfleet is, like, if you get a field commission, when you're if you're still in the field, then it still outranks someone of a lower commission. Yeah, I guess it's sort of like... I don't, I don't know how that would work. Like, I don't know. It's apparently, like, 18th century naval tradition that acting captains can't be removed except for, by another captain or a flag officer. You know what's a really bad idea? Going by 18th century anything tradition. You know, you have a point. <laughs> you got a nice point there. Uh, tradition says that I'm owed a barrel of rum. <laughs> like, what? Tradition says I get to have sex with your new wife tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Prima nocta. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, this episode. What do you think of this episode, Josh? Uh, I really like this episode. Like I said earlier, it goes it goes hand in hand with the siege of AR whatever the hell number. Uh, it's it, it's very like the the most like uh, like warlike, and I think it does a lot for this series because they're at war. It's it's good that there aren't too many of these because it's depressing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I do I do appreciate what it's saying, and I I do like that you know. Uh, it's not glorifying war. No. You know, it's it's not. It's, it's also it's not like, one of those episodes that hand waves away doing horrible things in war because of yeah. war. It very much is like these kids are fucked up. They fucked up completely. Yeah, they they're not they're not they're really not even meant to wear the uniform, really. Like no. they, their first instinct should have been to just get home. Like that's the first thing you do. There's like uh in a lot of war films, and like especially like um, war films that include like younger people during the war, there's a lot of like glory hound yeah, type things yeah. that happen. And like Captain Waters is a full on glory hound. All he cares about is making a great story with himself as the main character. Yeah. Uh, to the detriment and eventual death of everyone he comes in contact with. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's. It's, uh. 
I don't know. I like this episode. I, I I felt like when I was watching it, I was like, do I even really like? There's a point when I'm like, I remember this. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it. I didn't notice though prior to this viewing the Starship Troopers part. That's like a fir- the, one of the fir- like first times I really thought about it, and I was like, oh, this is like propaganda. Like, yeah, well, yeah, they're buying into their own propaganda. Yeah, I'm. I but I'm also watching propaganda, right? Like. Maybe it's just because of, like, I've been trained to look at propaganda now and, like, see it. Like, we've had to live with it more, right? True. I don't know. It, it was, I don't know. The whole thing is presented as sort of, like, propaganda that you can see through as right. an audience member. It's Starship like Troopers. It's, yeah, it's Starship Troopers. It's Well, a lot of people couldn't see through Starship well, Troopers, which is unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunately. People, I don't know like, how you missed the sarcasm. thing going around, which I think was, like, supposed to be a joke, and people took it seriously. Yeah. It was, like, uh, movies that white guys love. <laughs> that, like, uh, that, like yeah. shitty white dudes love. And it had yeah. Starship Troopers on it. And it was, like, a jingoistic fascist dream. Yeah. For, like, yeah. uh, idiots to, like, fucking get their American jollies from. I mean, and think I about it. They're like, literally exterminators. Right? Like, they're literally exterminators, right? Like, yeah. all they're doing is killing bugs. Like, what? <laughs> it's, uh, the whole movie is, like, well, everybody knows it's satire. And, like, yeah. so I was reading through this list, and when I got to that, I was like, all right, this has to be, like, a joke, right? <laughs> yeah. People were mad in the comments of that fucking. Oh, picture. I bet I you. Tell you I, what. Oh man, don't. What were some other ones? I'd be interested to see that list. It, it, the list was like nuts because it had movies I didn't even remember existed on it, like Rome, the movie Rome. I don't remember Rome. And uh, it had like, um, it had like uh, fucking David Lynch stuff on it and everything, okay. and I was like. Is this list supposed to be for dude bros? Like, what is this? Yeah, what, I don't, what's the, uh, is it like an ironic list? Is that what they were doing? I think it was a joke. I think it was like Uh, a joke to make people mad on purpose. A troll, okay. Movies white guys love. Gets a little confusing when you're joking about a joke. Like, I I don't know. It's like, we're too, too far into the rabbit hole here. Like... Yeah, I don't know. It was. It seemed to me that like, if anyone was responsible for making it, it was probably someone on some alt right site that was trying to make women look bad oh, by making okay. it. Okay, I got you. Because it has right. like uh, westerns on it as like something that like idiot men, like sexist men, love because it's like, and it described really old like John Wayne. Movies, but it had a picture of the man with no name on it. I don't get. I I'm very confused by this. Maybe Um, you're. I think you're right, though. I think I'm confused because the joke isn't a joke. Yeah, I think it's just supposed to be like a dickhead thing that somebody put together to be a jerk. It's it's like when some boomer on Facebook posts some meme, and you're like, I literally do not understand what this is saying because there is no joke here. Because it's like it has (laughs) they live on it. And okay. it's like oh, how people don't. Yeah. It says people don't realize it's anti-capitalist, so they just watch it because it's meatheads slapping each other, and they think uh, they're red pilled. Oh, the red pills. And yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, this is a joke. Yeah, I get it. 
You know what? Maybe I don't need to see that. <laughs> no. Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 like, I had a huge laugh out of people in the comments taking it fully seriously and being They were, like, mad, really mad though. about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I dare agree. you say David Lynch is for fucking... Uh, oh, no, if you... Bros. If you... <laughs> That's the that's the bit though, right? I get it. okay. I finally I finally got there. I finally get it. <laughs> it's a full on troll post that everybody took seriously. Um, yeah, I like this episode a lot, and like that's sort of a miracle considering how many characters I hate in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's even got like Jake, who like I don't have anything against Jake, and he's as we said many times, like way better Wesley Crusher, right? Oh, yeah, he's he's like a lesser Jake at this yeah, point. Though. Yeah, like he's 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 less than Jake, his, the like, band from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten past his like bright-eyed optimism and like his like wonder of the of space, and his sort of like he has this like sort of mischievousness to him that's yeah. very fun when he's yeah. younger. He's like his dad, but like. Like his mom also, which is yeah. really cleverly done. Like at from this, what we know of his mom, anyway. At this point, they kind of run out of stuff for him to do, so they did this yeah. whole like he's gonna be a reporter angle, and he yeah. becomes like ruthlessly a reporter, which is like very not endearing. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of annoying, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't typically go into the Jake episodes that much because like, yeah. He's Jake, right? He's like fine. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I I would watch a Jake episode a thousand times in a row before I would watch a oh, Wesley episode. Fuck yeah! I would watch a Jake episode where he literally just writes on a piece of paper, <laughs> which they have an episode like that. Uh, Jake is a is a great character, but this is like when his character kind of goes downhill a little bit. Like I think uh, what makes it work is Nog and him, right? That's yeah, the real character. Is the two of them. Um, Nog is a treat anytime he's in the show, and like, yeah. like I said earlier, his character development—he comes so far from the character we're introduced to at the beginning of the series. Yeah, and um, he's still stumbling, he's still learning and growing, but he's still—he's grown so much as a character. Yeah, and I'm proud of him. <laughs> I'm proud of as my friend's son. I'm proud. <laughs> Mom oh and I, God. his dads, are yeah. proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, he's like the perfect vessel for this episode, to bring this episode to us, because he's so idealistic about Starfleet. He's really sort of found yeah. where he belongs in Starfleet in a way that he never would have found if he, if he stuck to being just like a Ferengi salesman. Yeah, there's also the fact that like he is Ferengi, so he he kind of like wants to fit in, right? Like, oh, that's absolutely true. He, he, he feels like he's a little on the outside. Yeah, because he's the he's only from. Ferengi in Starfleet, so he's always trying to like, you know, he he really does find his his niche at on Deep Space Nine, and you know, like I like the episode you talked about earlier where he's wheeling and dealing, and it's so fun, and you're like, it's all right, Nog is dope. <laughs> Like this kid rules. <laughs> Love Nog. He's uh, in this episode specifically. He's he's like, if you kind of sympathize with these cadets, if you feel like you yourself would do the same thing, like I wouldn't go home. I would like com- I would finish the mission. 
Right. If you feel like you are that brash and bold, then you would sympathize more with Nog than Jake in this episode. Right. And then you yourself would have to go through the crushing realization that Nog does. Yeah, it works. It works like on both levels, right? For for people, there's an "I told you so" in it. If, if you're like me and you, I think we're we're. That yeah, like, was far more on Jake's side. Yeah, I was like, "What are what are we doing?" <laughs> like, uh, but if, if yeah, if you're like more like you said, like Nog, then it hits probably harder. Even though this this episode is kind of hard to watch, it's it's, it's, it's a hard hitting episode for sure. Yeah. And it's like we all know people who are like this crew, right? Who, like I said, have they drank the Kool Aid? They bought into their own hype. I mean, it happens in, uh, like, when I was in high school, like, there was, like, the gifted classes, and, like, you know, they would have, like, their own special, like, little tea parties or whatever they would do, right? And it was like, yeah, but you guys aren't that much smarter than everybody, you no, know what I mean? you're all still public school students. Yeah, like. you're not, yeah, you're not on the fast track to, like, Yale here, right? Like, calm the fuck down, guys. And, like... I don't know. It's it's hard, like, looking at it from an adult point of view as well, because, like, the way school works now, and I sort of have, like, an inside view into it, because Crystal, my wife, is yeah. a teacher. The way school works now is that whether you're gifted or remedial, you're in the same class. Right. And the idea behind that is that the gifted students will pull the remedial students up, and they'll start doing right. better to try and compete. But the way that works is that the remedial students are taught at that level and the gifted students don't learn anything. Right. So do you put them in their own class? And if you do, you've created a caste system in your own school. It's a caste. Yeah. Which is also horrible. So it's like a catch 22 situation. You're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't. Yeah. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't really know. I think Starfleet um, definitely does not need, because if you're in Starfleet, You have to meet that high criteria regardless. Yeah, Starfleet is not going to be in Starfleet. Yeah, Starfleet. They don't. It's not. It's not like state school, right? Like, no. like no. Again, no offense to state school, but like, it's a little more. There's tests you got to take, right? Like, yeah. Well, think about it this way. Like the way I always describe early Deep Space Nine is if you took a C tier commander. Mm-hmm. and put him in charge of a station in the middle of nowhere because yeah. you don't have any interest in it. And then it becomes the most important place in the entirety of space. Yeah. yeah. And that C-tier commander has to become an S-tier captain because yeah. of it. Yeah. And the C-tier in Starfleet is Benjamin fucking Sisko. Right. <laughs> that That's how amazing yeah. Starfleet officers have to be. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, like you're right. Cisco goes from being like C tier. I don't even want to be in Starfleet to being one of the greatest captains who ever lived. Yeah, you think about like the captains, though, right? Like, the, I mean, just Picard. Like, obviously, Picard is like tippy top of the of the oh, iceberg. Oh yeah, Picard's spirit, fully right? S tier as well. Right, he's way up there. But there's other captains who I'm sure, like, I mean, these guys in their free time, they like write poetry and they fucking read the classics and they're painters and the, you know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're like Renaissance men. They're not like, they're not going to quarks, right? No, none of the captains go to quarks. <laughs> they're, they're kind of like in a, in a, an echelon of their own. And, and that's, you know, cause the military aspect of Starfleet is that it is a meritocracy, right? Like 
You yeah. earn that. It's a genuine meritocracy yeah. as well. It's not... Yeah. Although there's a, quite an argument to be made for nepotism in Wesley Crusher's Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Case. For Although, like, reason. the show proves, like, without the shadow of a doubt that he's some sort of wonderkin who can, who, like, can do things that adults can't do. I so mean, he talks to Superman that. and he phases in and out of reality. I guess that's yeah. cool. He has the ability to glitch existence around himself when he thinks about math real hard. <laughs> what a fucking stupid character. God, it's so dumb. What Somebody a stupid out, Somebody pointed out on Twitter that apparently The Traveler was like thought of as like a spinoff. They were going to do like a spinoff about The Traveler. It was going to be like Doctor Who, but with Wesley? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Fuck that. I would. No. I could not imagine watching anything where Wesley's the main character for longer than an hour. An hour is already far too much. I mean, he can't act for an hour. <laughs> it's true. It's like, very true. I mean, in real time, like literally, and like when you're shooting a show, it's like twelve hours a day. He's. I just. I don't like that guy. But <laughs> no, uh, sir. I don't like. <laughs> no, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> This episode introduces uh, some shitheads. You got, you get the the angry video game nerd. You uh, got Commander Karen. Commander Angry. You got. Oh no! Don't put me in the brig. Oh no! The best character we're introduced to is <laughs> Dorian. Yeah, but she's still flawed like yeah, crazy. She's still right? fully brainwashed. Yeah. By the situation. Yeah. And but she survives. Oh. Hopefully she can get some rehabilitations of, like, debriefing, some debrainwashing. You could argue that she survived because she was just still human enough, right? Like, had she That's not true. talked to Nog and, and Jake especially, then she might have just fucking died. It's true. I, I think it had more to do with the fact that her console was the only one that didn't blow up in her face. Because <laughs> the script said, Dorian lives. That's, uh... That's a question that I think is fair to ask, no matter how many times it's already been asked. What the fuck do they put in those panels? A Why are they C4? so explosive? <laughs> Fireworks? They uh, just, it seems like there should be some sort of shielding or something on them. I don't know. Uh, hey, who put these ball bearings in my panel? Uh, that seems kind of bad. It's hey, like I that moved picture my panel of the... and it like shook like a like just a bag full of bombs from Legend there's of Zelda. Just, there's just rocks in here. It's like, like that picture of that lady who put all glued all those stones, those crystals to her airbag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like uh you know that explodes, right? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's I opened my panel up and there were just sticks of cartoon dynamite in there. There's just full of aludium P thirty eight space modulators. <laughs> Oh my god, it could blow up a planet, dude. Blows. Where's the kaboom? It blows up the earth shattering kaboom. It blows up the planet to look like a matchstick that was burnt. Oh, he's <laughs> he's like I'm going to blow up the earth because it's blocking my view of Venus. <laughs> Bug Bugs is like, "Well, it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to blow up the earth, it's blocking your view." I mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> they finally axed Pepe Le Pew. Fuck, that was late. That's a long time coming. Wait, what happened to him? Uh, well, he was a date rapist for. Oh about yeah, 60 yeah. Years. They, did and they not make him just different? Can they just make him like? 
He's not very funny. Either, no, he's not. Thing. I'm not gonna go to bad for Pepe Le Pew, but Pepe he's, I mean, he's fucking French definitely... for Christ's sake. <laughs> True. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew was definitely a way lesser cartoon. It was down yeah. there with like Tweety Bird cartoons and shit. I always was like, why isn't this? Just a Sylvester and Tweety. I prefer that. Yeah. Even I don't really like. I prefer those that, that much. too. Um, there's there's a bit where Dave Chappelle is talking about Pepe Le Pew, and he's <laughs> like, "I was watching. I was with my nephew, and I was watching Pepe Le Pew on TV. He came on, and I was like, pay attention. This guy's funny.' <laughs> and he pauses. And he goes, "Damn, what kind of fucking rapist shit is this?" <laughs> My nephew is just laughing at it. <laughs> Sometimes oh, you gotta man. grab him by the pussy, Uncle. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God. When's the last time I saw a Pepe Le Pew co- cartoon? They God. don't. They haven't played him in a while. The whole thing is like he's not gonna be in Space Jam Two, which is like okay. a lot of cartoons aren't gonna be in Space Jam Two. That's fucking fine. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. I don't even care that he's not. Like, I whatever. Like whatever. I you know what? Get rid of Tweety while you're at it. <laughs> you get rid of tw- Tweety. I'm tired of that motherfucker. Yeah, tired of that little asshole. Um, it it reminded me. Somebody pointed this out on uh, like a video I watched sometime. They were they pointed out about uh, Warner Brothers stopped making Speedy Gonzalez stuff. They were like, yeah. we, it's offensive, so we're not gonna make it. Yeah. And then Mexicans went to bat. They were like, yeah, they well, like, no, we yeah. fucking love Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. And uh, so they brought him back, and because they realized he wasn't really offensive. Right. And um, they they got rid of Pepe Le Pew because he's a he's a rapist mm-hmm. who won't take no for an answer. Yeah. Uh, so it does make you kind of wonder who's going to bat for Pepe. <laughs> the people who go to bat for Peppy the Frog or whatever the fuck that. Oh jeez, I feel bad for the guy that made that fucking comic that they just stole the thing from and turned it into an all right meme. Here's the thing about that meme: like sometimes I'll see it or something, like somebody'll have it somewhere, and I'm assuming they know what it means now. <laughs> yeah, you can't just pretend like, like it doesn't mean that. Like you and I, yeah, and I'm like, it's is like this the people who walk around with like the manji on something, and they're like, oh, it's a Japanese thing that's like based on this old Hindu imagery. No, that's a fucking swastika. Oh, the dog. the the straight swastika. Yeah, the one that's not turned right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a swastika home. Yeah, you can't wear that. You can't do it anymore. No. It got ruined. It's done. Sorry. Tainted, dog. There yeah, was a documentary about the guy who made... Uh, God, I forget the name of the comic, but Peppy the Frog is from that comic. Yeah. And he's, like, super, like, liberal, left-wing progressive. And Oh, is he, that why he, he cries? Is that the joke or whatever? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't understand the I don't joke. understand why it's adopted by alt-right or what it's supposed to mean. But yeah. um, he he's like super left wing and stuff. So and he tried his damnedest when that started to stop it to do anything about yeah. it. But that's not how the internet works. No, so you his, can't. He he just stopped doing his comic because he he couldn't do Man. it anymore. That sucks, dude. Yeah. Fuck that shit, man. I it's fucking the, hate the, if that If the shit. internet co-ops something, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, like, it's like the the dog, right? The, yeah, this the is fine. this is fine, dog. Yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time. Like Casey Green made that dog, and like people make millions off yeah, of that dog, steal it. selling stolen it. goods and shit. And he, he, 
eventually started trying to sell stuff himself, but he's made like one one billionth of what other people have made. Yeah, man, I don't know. There needs to be some serious like intellectual property changes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the fucking thing that's happened. Like, you know, I, I talked about crypto art on here before, right? Yeah, you're talking about that. And yeah. NFTs. Like, uh, I didn't even think about this at the time, unless I did talk about it. Then don't fucking tell me I did. Uh, when NFTs started swinging, people just started selling other people's art. You don't have to like yeah. have any proof that it's yours. Yeah, it's just completely insane. Like, like there's no oversight on Bitcoin. I'm just gonna sell the fucking Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so like what? people people were like, instead of finding T-shirts for sale with their art on it for like twelve bucks or whatever, they're literally they finding, finding their NFTs art. for sale. It's worse. For it always gets worse. It always gets worse. I don't know, dude. Like, these sites are like, oh, we have a takedown policy that if you, like, report it, we'll take it down. Okay. But uh, it mysteriously only works after it's already been sold. Yeah, weird. (laughs) It's fucking weird how that works, huh? And there definitely needs to be some talk about, like, independent creators and their ability to have ownership over the stuff they make. Yeah. Because, like, I fucking love my own creation, Hardy Hair. Love that guy. If he got adopted by alt-right trolls, oh my I God. would be fucking heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, the kids would be horrible. Yeah. <sighs> uh, this episode's good, though. This is an A. This is an A episode. This is an A episode. And the thing is, like, a lot of people don't like this episode because, again, it has a bunch of characters in it who are, like, pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, but I think the moral of the episode and the performances are so strong. Yeah. That it's absolutely worth it. Plus, Waters gets the skylight crashes down. That's fun. Yeah, he gets completely fucked. <laughs> he's dead, so... Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's go back to Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Let's go back to the good characters. <laughs> Let's go back to Kira. Yeah, why wasn't Kira in this episode? I don't know. What a waste. I just had to look at my picture that I have framed on my desk of her. <laughs> Do you really? No. <laughs> that would be so great, though. I was gonna... Okay, I was looking on... This is completely nothing to do with anything. Sure. I was on eBay looking for figures, and I saw a uh, a Dina Meyer signed Star Trek autograph from Star Trek Nemesis, and it was $20. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to buy this for Mike, because Mike and I had a huge argument one time about if Dina Meyer played... Uh, the the one lady in Devil's Advocate, and I was wrong. So oh, now man. we just you gotta ref- make amends. Yeah. So now we just refer to like that situation, like when you think someone's in something as Dina Meyering. So <laughs> I have to buy him this autograph. Dude, I, I went to a yard sale once, and I didn't have any money. And in this, <laughs> the I worst like, way to go to a yard sale. I had like five bucks. Oh, that should be enough. And I went to a yard sale, and I was like, yeah, I'll get some trinkets. Some trinkets. And uh, in the back of this yard sale, it wasn't anywhere near where I lived. I was with a friend in their neighborhood, so I didn't know anybody or anything besides my friend. Uh-huh. And I went to the back of the yard sale. Keep in mind, I'm like 12, 13. Sure. I go to the back of the yard sale, and there is a gold frame, like fake gold frame, picture of Mr. T. Oh, my God. And I thought that was so funny, even at twelve or thirteen. Yeah, that's and they hilarious. wanted seven dollars for it. And they wouldn't go down to five. 
they would not go down to five. They wouldn't budge to five. And I didn't want it bad enough at the time to, like, haggle. Haggle, yeah. So I think about that all the time. I could have had a framed photo that I keep near my bed of Mr. T. I used to find shit in Doylestown all the time when I was working down there. Like, you'd walk down the street, and, like, one time I found this, like, framed Barry Manilow poster. <laughs> and I, it was, like, in the trash, right? Like, it was out by the trash. Yeah, I was where like, it belongs, yeah. I was like, yoink? And I, like, brought it back to the office, and I was like, hey, I brought everybody a present. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. I just found it. It's like, what is what is wrong with you? It's the oh, office Barry Manilow. Now we can all share it. <laughs> Stare upon his beauty. Um, if you haven't watched this episode, you already know what happens in it, so I don't know why you would need to watch it now, but you should. You did it, it's got really you did it backwards. <laughs> it's got a lot of good shit in it you need to be checking out with your peepers. Mm-hmm. I think it's enough M-Class for this week. What do you think? I agree. Well, I'm taking think- this thing off the cliff. <laughs> Captain Acting Captain Josh has taken us right off the cliff. Where's my certs container? (laughs) There's a bunch of people listening to this going, What the fuck is certs? Yeah, no, definitely. They're like, What? Certs are kind of like zebra stripe gum. (laughs) Yeah, you guys all know what that is, too. Kids like that, right? Um, They're like mints, I guess, but. um, Like grandma mints, yeah. Thank everybody. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Everybody who makes this show what it is. I'm talking about the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. Oh shit! You know, for a dollar a month, just fucking one hundred pennies, <laughs> four quarters a month, you get access to a Discord, behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers, and for just a just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Slip it. You get access to podcasts that we do on the side. You get access to commentary tracks and much, much more. Hell yeah. So consider becoming a patron today at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. <laughs> uh, thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race. For our theme song, find him on internet mm-hmm. at underscore vitizen underscore. I was listening to him the other day, and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Dude makes absolute bangers. Never heard a vitizen track I didn't love. True that. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you'd like to become a part of the show, you can send an email in for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com. Every time a new episode comes out, we're recording a new episode that same day. Shoot them right. in. That's right. <laughs> also, follow us on Twitter, at M-Class Podcast, where you get the best advertisements for the best other podcasts and musicians <laughs> and shows. Also, just a lot of weird takes about Star Trek that we think of in the middle of the night. Yeah, sometimes I just see a picture and I'm like, this is funny. also you get to keep up with what we're doing what extra content you could get through the patreon or what we're releasing extra Mm -hmm. and uh you also get a low quality versions of wallpapers if you amazing the high quality is of course on our patreon patreon.com you know what just go to the patreon (laughs) yeah just go to the patreon (laughs) 
The other day I put out like a really low quality version of a wallpaper I made on my Patreon. Uh-huh. And someone who doesn't follow me was like, cool, I put that in my wallpaper rotation. And I wanted to be like, cool, enjoy all that fucking artifacting on it, dog. Yeah, enjoy the... How big is your monitor? Like, is it yeah, your phone? You gotta have Maybe a, it's your phone. You putting that on your phone? You'd still be able to see the artifacts, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I just did my normal spiel. I say constantly. It's like my fucking catchphrase. Consider becoming a patron. Let's just make a shirt that says that with Latinum. Instead Dude. of shirt it. The dude already doesn't follow me on Twitter, and I'm like, what the fucking fuck? give me money. <laughs> he can't even follow you. Oh, uh, okay, let's quit before we get yelled at by the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. So bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm mentally ill.